And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. DirecTV gives you access to apps like Netflix and live sports right next to each other. I don't get it. Let me put it in pigeon terms. It's like that one amazing dumpster with the old fruit and cardboard all in one place. How am I supposed to keep up with illustrative metaphors when you are making me so hungry? Get live TV and streaming apps together without a satellite. Visit directtv.com. Requires high-speed internet-connected Gemini device and separate paid subscription to watch Netflix on DirecTV. Terms and restrictions apply. Plus minus. Curry, way downtown. Bang! Bang! Oh, what a shot from Curry! Tim Kawakami deserves all the credit there. <laughs> Plus minus. Play driving again. Tell Marcus that he asked you know, that question about my defense. You hear that, Marcus? Anthony, you know me well, buddy. Y'all have a great night. I think he got the highest plus minus in the season in NBA history. Hello and welcome to a live room late night edition of the Warriors Plus Minus podcast. This is a plus minus, not a Warriors All-82 uh, for the week. And it comes, I am live from Indianapolis, just got back to my hotel room late night after the Warriors dropped to 2 and 13 in 15 road games. Marcus Thompson um, from across the country watched tonight. Um, it will be defined by the Steph Curry shoulder injury. Steph Curry has 38 points late in the third, 27 in the first half, even though they're down 20. Um, I, I think there's a chance they win the game if Steph Curry doesn't injure his shoulder. They cut it to, I think, like six. Um, but he does injure the shoulder. They almost win anyways. We can get to the team, but obviously the story of the night is, is the Steph injury. Um, this was the fire they've been playing with. <laughs> like, this is – and look, uh, Steph is in the best shape of his life. He's durable, right? Like, he's been – we've seen him twist his ankle, right? We've seen him deal with little stuff, and he's kind of powered through it. But the amount of games where he had to play at the highest level of intensity just for them to be in the game was asking for something to happen. And this was kind of freaky, right? He reached out. I think it was Jalen Smith is going up for a shot. Steph got his hand in there. And Jalen Smith is clearly like <laughs> uh, Hulk, you know, incredible Hulk or something. Because Steph did not, not only did he not knock the ball away, but he did something to his shoulder. But to me, this is what you were asking for, right? Like, Clay's not playing for injury prevention. Wiggins is out. I mean, that's two key offensive players that put all the load on Steph. And there's been a lot of games like that. And it, it felt like it was, it felt like this is what they were asking for by having to ride him like this early. So uh, I think this actually might be. Uh, fortunate for them in in a weird sense. Yeah, I mean, look, the uh, I guess the result of how fortunate that would be is dependent uh, on the MRI that comes uh, Thursday night. He's going to stay on the road trip. He will be in Philadelphia. Um, more testing uh, will be done, imaging that I think it will give them a firmer uh, diagnosis and, and timeline. Uh, but again, and I wrote it in a story that that I think it's up now, but you know, the sense is this is, we're talking about a multi-game absence where he's unlikely to, to you know, you wouldn't think he'll, he'll be back on this road trip. Um, there's going to be a time period here without Steph Curry, but to, to, I guess the, the way that you're kind of, or what you're alluding to here is like, if it is, you know, two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, like if it isn't super substantial, there is a chance to 
get some stuff going for them. There's a chance Jordan Poole's like breakout moment of his career, breakout stretch of his career came without Steph Curry in March and April last year. He hits 85 threes. He scores 25 a game on incredible efficiency. He takes a leap that got him paid really. So maybe, you know, he's struggling right now. We can get to his game against the Pacers, but you know, they need to get him going. Maybe that this would be a chance for that. Uh, Moses Moody, maybe he gets some more minutes. Steven Chenzo's coming on a little bit. I think there's, there's a way to, um, survive without him, win games, uh, as they did. They held on to the three seed without him last year. Um, and also, are you were you talking more about that, or are you talking like his body and mind just might need some rest? Uh, I think both. If, if I'm listing it, I'm going with that. Number one, this is a chance to get Jordan Poole going. Uh, and you already you know said it, but when Seth was out, Jordan Poole looked really good, right? Like he, he turned up, and I think he needs that. Uh, they need to see – Without question, and you will now, whether these guys are valuable. Either they, either they lose this season now, either they fall 10 games under 500 because they want to stick with these guys, and that's a wrap for the season, <laughs> you know, or whatever. And now you force them, you force Steph to come back and play a heck of hearts and make the playoffs, and you're in that situation again. Or you realize you need to do something. So I mean, in that sense, you need to you need to do something. I, I I've said it from the beginning. I never thought it was wise for Steph to play seventy plus games, uh, and he's about to be thirty five coming off a championship. So you figure if he if he's gonna play sixty five games, you just gotta figure out a way to to do something with those other games. And now they have to. They don't have a choice. So to me, it's good in that sense that it's gonna force some decisions to be made, or they're just gonna let the season slip away. And I feel like because they've got so much money on the line, they won't just let it slip away. But, yeah, so – and also, Steph, like, he needed it. We saw him last time he played Indiana. We saw him uh, against, I think it was Houston, take 17 threes out of his 21 shots. Like, he had to take the game off against the Jazz, which essentially cost him a game right there. Like, he was tired. Like, we, we've seen it. He's been carrying a huge load. He could use a reset. Jordan Poole could use uh, the, the the freedom and the minutes to run the team. And the rest of these players could use the opportunity to show they are worthy of this or not. And the front office can use this time to decide what they're going to do. You come, you, you, if this is four weeks, how many games is that, by the way? <laughs> like, Oh, yeah, probably somewhere around like 15. Yeah, I mean, look for you know, so if they go five and ten in those fifteen games, and they already game under, they co- he comes back eleven games under five hundred. Yeah, know, and that's like I mean the, the rest tough. of yeah the rest of his road trip is going to be difficult at Philadelphia at Toronto and then a back to back Knicks and Nets in uh, in New York. But you come back for what I think is going to be a really important eight game homestand. Obviously, they've shown they protect home court, um, but they've done that with Steph Curry. This is the eight-game homestand, uh, starting with the Christmas game. Grizzlies, Hornets, Jazz, Blazers, Hawks, Pistons, Magic, Suns. Like, there's several winners. Like, I don't want to say must-wins, but there's several very beatable teams in there that you need to pile in those wins. And then there's there's a few challenges. But, you know, with Steph, with the fully loaded you know, roster you're expecting probably at least a six and two homestand. Um, so I, th- that, that might be the homestand going into January, which is trade the beginning of trade season. Anyways, that might be the stretch 
and especially without Steph Curry, that might define like where the season's going. No question about it. They'll need him, right? I mean, we thought this would be a tough road trip with Steph. Without Steph, on <laughs> 6 is definitely on the table. And that means, you know, having lost, what, three straight coming into the trip? I think they're looking at, no, two straight. Yeah, uh, uh, Indiana and Seattle. No, that's right. They beat Boston. No, they they, Boston. they beat Boston. Yeah, yeah. their best win uh, of the season. Best win they've of the lost, season, right? They've lost four or five. They've lost four or five. So, yeah, you know, you're looking at this. Now, you know, you're starting to build it. You're not. It's not that early in the season anymore. You can't write it off and so-and-so. We all know this season starts at Christmas. So, if they get to Christmas and they are, what, five games below 500? Like that, <laughs> those become must-win games, and if they don't pull it off, they're in a hole. To me, it might be too risky to wait. <laughs> it it really might. And the difference is, last time, last year, they had veterans on the bench. Right now, they got Dante DiVincenzo and a bunch of young players. Unless you know this was the wake up for Jermichael Green tonight, but the, it it means more Moody, more Kaminga, or should if not, I don't know what is happening. <laughs> well, let's talk. Let's talk about tonight's game quick, and then we can broaden it out to like what the rotation looks like going forward. But oh, oh I, t- I tweeted this out, Slater. I, t- I thought about you. And I was like, let me get my let me get my Anthony Slater on, and and, and oh, let's no. mark this. Let's mark this moment with four fourteen left. The Warriors were up 20, 20 to eleven in the first quarter, and Draymond and Jordan Poole comes out. Slater, who comes in? Who checks in for them off the bench? Ty Jerome and Anthony Lamb, they're two two A guys. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean I said it. I was sitting I was sitting next to Kendra Andrews ESPN and I was like, why is that not Moses Moody and Jonathan Kaminga? Uh why why is it Draymond and Steph coming out? I mean Draymond and Poole. Like, I mean, I get it could be Moses Moody and Kaminga, and I feel like if that's what you're gonna do, you might as well play those two. But this feels like one of those games <laughs> you can't you gotta have at least two on the court. You gotta have at least two on the court when they're when everybody's healthy, right? And you know, you got uh Clay Thompson and Andrew Wiggins sitting on the sideline. So who's the two on the court at all times? It's gotta be one of those two. So why not sit one of those guys and then bring in like a Kaminga or something? You know, to me that was weird. But for the two you bring in, might have been first off the bench too. Was it were they the first subs? Uh, yeah, they were the first subs. The off first there. subs off so the bench this, were the it, two-way guys. Wow. Yeah, and you know they they go <laughs> minus seventeen in Jerome's first nine minutes, and like that's not all tied Jerome, but it was like you know it was him out there. Lamb, Jermichael Green was in that unit. Um, I think Kaminga came shortly after after they did. Yeah, yeah, Kaminga was in. Um, but. They, that was the game right there. That was the game. Yeah. The whole game I mean, game. they gave up They gave up 47 second quarter points. They gave up nine threes in the second quarter. Most of them were absolutely wide open. It was a really, really bad first half. You've probably seen uh, the video. You know, Steph makes the three to give him 27 points. They're down 20. And everyone's kind of stomping off to the locker room. And he just stops under the hoop and, like, just so exhausted. Bends yeah. over, doubled over it. Yeah, he's just sitting there, and you could it. It just felt like an emblematic moment. And then they they come out of the locker room, and, and Kerr shakes it up. You know, he rearranges rotation. He actually puts Kaminga in for Looney, which I you know was not a move I was expecting at all. Um, but 
interesting he made it, went smaller, separated Looney and Draymond because, you know, Looney's still in the rotation. He's playing backup center. Um, but, I, you know, I've heard a few people around the team talk about, like, wanting to get Kaminga more with Draymond. You know, it's fast. It's versatile. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I see that as get Kaminga with Steph. Well, <laughs> that's you need to win. Well, that's not – you know, we can't talk about that at this point because, uh, you know. Yeah, exactly. Um, but <laughs> – you know, I'm not saying Kaminga should or, or will start the next game, but like to me, he has like leaped to a pretty obvious like six, seven type man for this team. And every night, you know, got to get him. I mean, to the point, he should not be coming off the bench after the two way guys. I mean, yes. it, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I even I, look, Steve is obviously a legend. He's a Hall of Fame coach. All right. I'm not knocking Steve at all. But for the sheer optics of it, <laughs> you, can't, <laughs> you can't do that for the sheer optics of it. I mean, you're bringing them. And, by, and also, there's this. There's a reason these are two-way guys, right? The Pacer starters were still in. I, I, think, no, I think Matherin came in. I'm, I'm basically calling him a starter, right? But Matherin had come in at that point. So five of their six best players were still in the game. And you just can't be bringing in two two-way guys at the same time at that point. You, like, you can't do that. Like, you bring in the first-round pick. That, that to me, was – it felt like a statement. I don't know. It felt like a statement. <laughs> it felt like a statement from the coach. I don't know who the statement was to, but it felt like a statement. Well, there was somewhat of a statement, I thought, made by Moody afterward. You know, he cut, he does come in. They're, like I said, they're minus 17. They, they dropped down 20 or whatever it was. Moody comes in, corner three, transition layup. He, you know, he he gambled and gave up a three. Like, he wasn't perfect in that final six minutes of the first half, but he was good enough that you know, who's the first seven in the second half? It's Moses Moody. Um, and you know, that's... In any universe, Moody's better than Ty Jerome. Like, I don't care. I don't care what Ty Jerome does well. <laughs> the whatever he does well, it's not better than Moses Moody. And the Moses Moody, obviously, like, he couldn't stand for anybody again. <laughs> I was just like, yo, you want Moody, but I don't know what's going on with that. It just, you know, like, that was, I would say, even if you look at pre-draft stuff on Moses Moody, the concern was, like, foot speed, lateral foot speed. Um, and, you know, that's been somewhat of a problem. Um, but to me, when he gets cracks in the rotation, he's usually productive. And, you know, his, he goes two or three again from three. He scores 13 points in 23 minutes. Now, look, Wiggins is getting reevaluated Thursday. Clay's coming back Friday. Maybe you see Wiggins soon. So, like, you know, it'll be hard for him to find wing minutes, especially because DiVincenzo, we didn't get that. DiVincenzo plays 38 minutes, starts. He's a plus 19 in the game. They lose by six. He's been really good. He hit three threes. He was great. Yeah. He was great. Um, so, it's, it might be tough if if Wiggins is back, if Clay's back, for Moody to to, to crack the rotation. Understandably, because he's behind a lot of people, but you got to think he's ahead. Of, should be ahead of Ty Jerome. Uh, in the fact, and, and and Lamb. You know what's interesting? Um, we would we would have thought. You know, we had Moody pegged for the Gary Payton press man full court role, and essentially Kaminga as like the stretch five or, you know, super athletic four. It might be reverse. Moody might be better guarding big guys, a little bit bigger than him. And Kaminga's obviously really good at the pressure, like, out away from the basket. It just feels like if a guy's coming downhill on Moody, like, he's kind of in trouble. If, you, if you're shifting, he's, he's kind of in trouble. But, you know, he is – like, I've seen him play good defense. I don't know what it is, but – 
he just like he, he like one move and like he, he he uses the leverage and then like if you got a good player like a Halliburton or whatever or Matherin like that's that's all it takes. So it felt maybe a switch. Maybe yeah. maybe he's the backup four. I mean he's got a, he's got a bit of size for it. Or you know maybe he's in lineups where if he's next to Clay or Wiggins or something they're the four. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. We'll see. Look if. You do see Wiggins soon, and they need Wiggins back. It's pretty obvious. But if you do see him soon, for whatever, however long the stretch is without Steph, this think about this rotation. You're starting Poole, Clay, Wiggins, Draymond, Looney. Kaminga's coming off the bench. DiVincenzo, who I think more and more is becoming more pro- productive and reliable. So that's you're up to seven right there. You know, maybe Moody can start to crack it a bit more at eight, and then. You know, Jermichael Green scored 12 fourth quarter points tonight. He has not been great. He did it three threes. He was part of them almost like stealing this win. You know, I guess. A lot of people talking about him, man. He's tired of Warriors fans going in on him. He looks fed up tonight. We'll be right back after a quick word from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Yeah, 15 points. Like I said, I think, what, like 13 in the fourth. Um, you know, that's you're stretching that out to like, you know, we're talking Moody and Jim Michael Green being like eight, nine men in the rotation. Sure, you know, you'll probably see Lamb. I don't expect to see Jerome very often. Um, that's you can win games with that rotation. You should be able to. I'm not saying they're going to because they've had major problems. I think they're like minus 150 when Steph Curry's off the floor this season. Um, but this, this is the starting lineup that held the three seed late last season. Um, it is the starting lineup that technically started the first three games of the first round when Steph was coming off the bench. Um, and I think because of what Kaminga and DiVincenzo are consistently giving you lately, you feel pretty good about those top seven. The problem is or at least you it's should. the same lineup that won a championship, and they've been living kind of high on the hog. And people are just taking it to them. You know, uh, Halliburton, who's obviously a good shooter, but – you know, you watch that Heat game, he's 0 for 9. This dude is running down court in transition looking for the line on the Warriors. Like, they, they, and when they came out in the second half, they kind of played like they understood the assignment. So, to me, like, they got to play like 
like they're a team that's 14 and 15. They're not like a team that any moment now is going to click and they're going to be champions again. I think they kind of lean on that too much and, and from a mental perspective. They they just lean on the fact that they're champions and it's going to happen. Like this season can get away from them quickly. So it feels like like you see Boston come in, they're ready to play. You see uh, they get down 20 in the second half or in the first half and they come out second half and they're playing like, wait a second, we're, we're not going to let you shoot. So to me, that's that's how they got to get. They got to get to the point where it's like, all right, we're about to lock up. Uh, what, what's the term Greg Popovich used to use that Steve Kerr used? Oh, man. Appropriate fear. Appropriate fear. They do not have an appropriate fear. They did not have an appropriate fear in the in the second quarter. That I mean, just wide open threes. They're back on dudes who can shoot. Like, you know, I mean, that, that Halliburton shot is kind of funky. You can tell when it's coming. <laughs> like, it, he should not be hitting like pull up uncontested threes with the man in front of him. Uh, and I get he's a great pick and roll player. You're trying to give him some room, but them twos ain't hurt you as much as those threes. So, and when they got up on Matherin, like, you know, like it's it just, they don't, they, they just don't play with an appropriate fear. They play like eventually we'll get hot, make a bunch of threes. And then eventually you won't make shots. I saw a quote from Deandre Ayton, on I think it was on Twitter. I don't know when he said it, but he said the the teams we play aren't the teams we see on the film. He was like the teams we see on the film are way different, but everybody wants to play against us. So the team they see on the court is different, and that's like real life for the Warriors. I think they're looking at some of these dudes like ah, I can play back a little bit. Like you, you a thirty four percent three point shooter. <laughs> Next thing you know, like that dude has hit four threes on you, right? So I feel like it's, it's it makes sense what you're saying that lineup should be able to win, but if they don't have the right mindset, they they probably will have the same issue. Well, no, Steph Curry should like up the urgency. It really where, should where, drive that home, right? <laughs> where, where you're correct is like, hey, fourteen and fourteen entering the game should have driven up the urgency, and like it did drive up Steph's urgency. I mean, he was flying all over the court in the first half, but. Yeah, I mean, did DiVincenzo was like kind of DiVincenzo was great. Not only was he great, I mean, did you see his post game interview? I mean, he was like, you know, we need to play like the Golden State freaking Warriors is basically what he was saying. He's actually becoming like somewhat of a of a quiet leader um, in the locker room. To be honest, I've heard, I, I've, I've had, I've had the conversations in the locker room with people, and like the people, you know, these superstars are like in no uncertain terms. <laughs> Dante DiVincenzo needs to be on the court with us. Like, he needs to play. Like, he's becoming a guy that they believe in, they lean on, they want. They like his attitude. They like his unselfishness. But he just plays hard all the time. Even mistakes are pl- are like playing hard. Like we saw Kaminga do that tonight too. I uh, like to me that's where Jordan Poole can like get better. Just play yeah. hard. We should get to Poole because he's really about to matter a bunch. But it's part of why maybe I'm feeling a little bit more optimistic than it would seem for a situation where you're 14 and 15 and your best player just got hurt, where it's like DiVincenzo is coming along, Kuminga is coming along, and we've seen the, the starting lineup with Poole succeed. Like, So I'm just like, this, this – like, it's a failure if this doesn't – if they go, as you mentioned, like 5 and 10 over the next 15 or something like that, 
that is a big time failure in my opinion. Even mission staff. Um, Agreed. But uh, yeah, right. oh, I just we should shift it to pool though because part of that idea, part of them holding the fort, is Jordan Pool doing maybe not a hundred percent of what he did in March and April because again, eighty five made threes in those two months last year. But he's got to be better. Um, what did he go tonight? He finished eight of twenty two tonight with four turnovers. He was I think six to seventeen in Milwaukee with four turnovers. Like sloppy. Um, you know, Steve Kerr called him called him rushed post game. Um, See, yeah, I don't, I don't, and you know what? Like, I get it. Like, Jordan Poole is not playing well. I understand, but I feel like they're not helping him either. And or you know, maybe they are. He's not listening. I don't want to say that. Maybe I don't know, but I feel like there are adjustments that he can make that, for some reason or not he's not making them and it doesn't look like anybody's telling him to make them. So like this is going to be tough. It's not going to, I don't think it's going to be fixed for a while. I mean, if you look at it, like the teams have a plan for him. I mean, they just do. They have a, they have a plan to attack Jordan Poole. And when the shots not falling, it's a good plan. And the shots not falling. And part of the reason the shots not falling is because of shot selection. I don't, I don't know. Maybe they are, but some of these shots, he could just take different shots. <laughs> it's just—it's really that simple. He could just take different shots. They could work the offense to get him different shots. So uh, I remember this with uh, Steph. It was the same thing where they were coming for him, and they had like he had to figure it out, and it wasn't immediate. Like it takes a while. So I, I do feel like Poole is doing a lot of good things on the court, but I do think he's getting super frustrated. He's rushing. He's, you can, you can tell he's probably a little bit embarrassed, right? That when he tried to dunk on a, uh, who was that? Was that, uh, who did he try to dunk on? O'Shea Brissett. Uh, Brissett. Yeah. When we tried to dunk on Brissett. That was like a, I, I need to get all my troubles out. That was a I, crazy, like meeting at the summit, by the way. And I'm like, he fell, he fell wild, but he was fine. It was, but he went for it. Like, so to me, there's a part of who where it's like, I mean, the same type of confidence that we got him here. Like, you still see it. Like, he's not shying away. He's still taking shots. Uh, I just feel like he needs to just play a smarter game, and he needs to play harder. If he does that, I, I, I don't, I don't know. I just feel like you. I think this will help him. Right? It'll help him see the floor differently it'll help his he'll have different responsibilities i think it'll help him but i don't think it's as bad as it looks i think this was always going to be a problem i just think they need him more because other guys aren't doing anything and and it's it's a pretty big deal uh he just takes some wild shots and that's just i think they all do so that maybe i'm just like an old aau coach (laughs) yeah (laughs) high school coach really yeah um yeah, he's terrible. Like on the like that's the thing. Like on the road, you just have to play a lot smarter. You gotta play, you gotta have a game plan, you gotta execute. You're playing a long game on the road. Uh you're not trying to win the game right away. But he goes on the road with the same kind of mindset I think he goes with like at home. Like you know, like you just gotta play. You see Steph was getting to the cup tonight, like he was very selective in his threes. Like, you just got to play a different game. But somebody's got to teach him that. Somebody's got to show him that. Like, he, he's not just going to get it. 
like this is how you learn. All right, you got a rough road. You're not getting the shots you want here. I mean, to me, the most obvious shot to me, it's wide open. Everybody's chasing them off the three. And then they had a game like tonight where there's uh, a rim protector, a mouse turner. So it's like, yeah, man, you could try to get to the rim on him. But, like, yeah, I mean, these dudes are good shot blockers. Like, you, you know, that's how it is. They, this was the same thing we saw against Memphis when they switched to the defensive lineup or against Boston when they had Time Lord. So they should know how to do this. They just don't take the open shot. If they're chasing you at the threes and they got a rim protector, take the easy mid-range. But we're seeing floaters. We're, like tonight, he gets around a pick. He's got a wide open shot. If he gets around a pick and does the Chris Paul thing where I'm going to get to my spot, I'm going to pull up, and I'm going to hit that. But he doesn't. He's dribbling still, trying to make another move so he can get to the rim. And I think McConnell comes from behind and tip it. And it's like you are you just literally passed up a wide open shot to, to to do your thing, to take harder. Somebody's got to tell him, hey, this is a wide open shot for you. So they got to play smarter. But it doesn't help when, you know, Clay's going to do the same thing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like Clay's going to do the same thing. Like uh, Steph sometimes does it. Like, so, I mean, by the way, the one thing, but he's learning a lesson of how not to do it, actually. Yeah, you said a big name there. Um, I think they need a good few weeks from Clay Thompson. Uh, Clay Thompson, do you remember how Clay Thompson ended last regular season to once again help them hold off that three seed, which was important at the time? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, he. Uh, I'm looking right now. His last. Can he? Can he do it though? This was his the last six games of the regular season. These were his points: 37, 25, 13, 36, 33, yeah. 41. Yeah, 41. Yeah, I remember the last thing at 41. Which like those last three wins, like if they don't but win the, one of. But the bigger deal, the bigger deal, uh, is 37. Uh, so he shot last five games, last six games. 53-8, 45-5. Then that 13 was a rough one. 5 for 21. Then he made half the shots, 54%, 55%. Like, like he was shooting. He was making shots. He was shooting the lights out. Uh, but, like, he's got to – they just have to take smart shots. <laughs> I feel like DiVincenzo takes smart shots. Uh, that's, why, that's why he works pretty well. Yeah, he almost overpasses sometimes. Um, let me ask you, what do you think about the idea of in the Steph absence starting the way they started the second half, using Looney as the backup center? You're not you're suddenly not breaking up the the lineup that has been the best lineup in basketball. It's it's, it's a different lineup. And they looked pretty good coming out of the second half. I mean, they cut they cut the lead to, from twenty to five in like six minutes. Um, and it just gets coming like it could be a really good like extended stretch with Kaminga with more starting level players and just see if like you can really you know get a a, a a defining stretch from him. I mean, I like it. I especially like it when Looney is basically telling you to do it. And when Looney is telling you to do it is when he gets the ball in the paint and he's got one man on him and he doesn't go up. And I, I just think that's a killer. It's a killer. For him to be able to do that. like some bigs just give him problems, right? Shot blockers, athletic bigs give him problems. And in that situation, when he's telling you, uh, this one's gonna be rough for me, I, I think you should do it. Uh some games not though, right? Some games they are the best 
lineup in the league. And I feel like the, the, the issue is I don't think you go away from Looney permanently, right? I think you said, and you know. Well, the, he's the here. Help, Tonight he played plenty in the second half. You know, he's still your back. Yeah, yeah. I think I think the big thing for in that situation was Looney was with that second unit. And it wasn't, remember, it was like Steph, uh, Lamb, Jerome, Jamichael Green and Kaminga, like you can't do that. <laughs> so if you don't start Looney, now he ended up in that lineup replacing Lamb, and it's still not that great, right? But you know, at least Steph got somebody mm-hmm. with him who know what they're doing. You know, you can't put four dudes out there who, you know, are like he's kind of got to carry. So it, it puts them in that situation. I think it's fine. I think Looney has given everything to this team, so. He's fine with it, and I, I I just think they're in a position they got to go match up the situation. You can't; they're not good enough to just have things set the way they are. Like this was a matchup night, and I thought Kaminga was really good. And the whole point needs to be to maximize Steph. That's the whole point: maximize Steph. It's the way you're going to win. It's how everybody else is going to be good. Don't try to maximize the other people. Maximize Steph, not the other people. So to me, what whenever that answer is to put Kaminga in, that's when you do it. Not like burden Steph and so that- other people can be helped. That's 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 very twenty twenty one. You know what I'm saying? It's like no maximize Steph. Uh and everybody else gotta figure it out. But now they gotta figure it out anyway, which is good in the long run. Do they win Anything that game? From- do they win that game with Draymond no get talk? Um I said earlier that I thought they might win it if Steph doesn't get injured. Um, and you said they still almost won it. Yeah, they did. I don't. I mean, I don't know because you know you could say, "Hey, look, you you needed your defensive ace and, and you know one of your most important players down the stretch, and maybe you do pull it out." But also, like, who's out there? Also, the, to Michael Green, who yeah, like hits four threes. Like, yeah, that's what I was about to say. And also, the Pacers are like. Uh, no play, no Steph, no Draymond, no Wiggins. Oh, we're good, and probably took their foot off the gas a little bit. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I don't, I don't know that they do. But yeah, I knew once Steph went out, I was like, uh. and he got that first take. I was like, ah. I thought Steve was gonna get tossed. Actually, I thought he was gonna do it and use it as a way to like motivate the team. Yeah, this is one of those nights <laughs> where maybe he would, but he kind of almost got tossed and. Milwaukee. Um, did you uh, you see Mike Brown getting tossed in? He went after Zach Zarba in Toronto. Yes. You saw Steve Mike Kirk. Brown's like, hold on, man. Yeah. You don't have to play me. And then they won. Um, but, but, but I thought they liked Zarba, though. Yeah. I mean, Zarba's like widely considered one of the better refs in the league. It's like, you usually don't see Zarba get. Kind of maybe maybe that comfort of like, hey, I can go really go at this guy, and I know it like he'll handle it. I don't know. I mean, we're getting too deep into a conversation that's irrelevant to this. Uh, Warriors are fourteen and thirteen, and two and or fourteen and fifteen, two and thirteen on the road. But um, it is... I actually do think they played better on the road. I, I think they're playing better. On the road. I think they played better tonight. That second quarter was an epic failure on everybody's part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like they all collectively took a dump. Uh I, I just can't believe Steve went with that lineup. And also can't believe like they just gave up defensively like that. 
But outside of that, they played well. They fought. They competed. They they played better defense outside of that. Like to me, they just they 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 take too many threes and they just don't bring it defensively regularly. And I and I think there's a reason why they don't because these guys are a bit older uh, and they they need the, to rise to the occasion. And they're not playing the young guys enough who have the energy to just do that. So, but I do think they're playing better on the road. Uh, I just don't know if they have. They just run. They're just run out of time. That's all. They have time to like figure this stuff out. They got to get wins. Playing better is not really helping them. They need wins. I agree. I agree. All right. Well, that'll do it for this uh, edition of the Warriors Plus Minus podcast. Uh, Marcus, we will talk at some point, maybe Friday um, or maybe sometime next week. But should be an interesting road ahead for the Warriors as this season just kind of chops along in an interesting way. Uh, I'm not coming back to Steph does. Wow, okay. Uh, you heard it here first. Well, Tim Calicami will be on the next podcast, it sounds like. Uh, <laughs> but, all right. Thanks all for right, joining peace us. Peace out.